The Morning Struggle podcast is brought to you by Blue Clover Therapy, a mental health counseling practice in Salt Lake City, Utah. Visit www.bluecloverthepy.com for more information. Blue Clover Therapy, because your mental health deserves a specialist. Welcome to the Morning Struggle Podcast, where we take habits of successful people and break them down one at a time into history, science, and action plan so you can implement them into your life and build a better you. Stay tuned. We have no time for pleasantries this morning. What are you talking about? We gotta get right into this. You wanna know why? Why? It's the holiday season. Yeah, it's a... (laughs) And there's way too much to do in the holiday season. Yeah. There is gift giving. Yes. There is caroling. There is Yule logging. You know what I love? What do you love? Caroling was second on that list. Yeah. It was almost first. It was almost first. It was very, almost very, very one close. of my favorite pastimes. Mm-hmm. I have the voice of a nightingale. You do have an angel. Yep. It's a, beautiful. Like a, more like a magpie. <laughs> but anyway, welcome everybody to the Morning Struggle Podcast. I'm Ty. I'm Jesse. We bring you habits of successful people. Mm-hmm. It's a holiday season. Yeah. Hopefully everybody's getting through this one. <laughs> and what are we well, talking about? We're talking about gift giving. We're it's talking not about, about just getting through the season. It's always about getting through the season. <laughs> That's it. That is what why they call it a holiday. Mm-hmm. It's just trying to get through it. So <laughs> we're going to talk about gift giving. Yes. Because you're probably already buying your gifts and you're spending a bunch of money that you didn't want to spend. And it's you, a very stressful time. You've got obligations and it's a really stressful time for, yeah. for something we put on ourselves there's a lot of stress that comes along with it. Yes. So, uh, so we're going to talk about how to appropriately give gifts or yeah. what kind of gifts to buy or what are we doing? Well, because some people are really good at gift giving. Okay. Really good. And, and we, you hate those people. Oh, I hate them so... Yeah. No. Because you give a gift card and they're like, I got you your childhood toy that you lost back in eight, 1980. Yes, I'm exactly. Like, what? Those people... They just naturally are good at it, right? Mm-hmm. We think they're naturally good at it, but I'm going to tell you how to do it. So you are you are the great gift giver this year. You're the one that everybody mm-hmm. hates. Yes. I love it. That yeah. When you're the one that everybody hates, you're doing something right. It's a so. good good place to be. All right, perfect. Well, let's get in the history, and then we'll get in the science, and we'll get in the action plan mm-hmm. of gift giving. Yes. This day in history. All right, history of gifts. Here we go. Since mankind, people like giving gifts. Yep. The end. And get history gifts. segment done. Mm-hmm. Now we're gonna talk about wrapping paper. Oh, what? one of your favorite things. I want I want everybody listening out there in podcast yeah. world to know how many rolls of holiday wrapping paper do you have in the closet? Oh, you're asking me how yeah, many I have. I'll, I'll tell you at least two dozen. At, at least, least two I have dozen. A, a box that organizes them. Yeah, I organized it more this year instead of it just having it piled in the corner. You should be so proud. A lot They're, of people are gonna come to your defense. And yeah. say, hey, that two dozen is like a starter pack. You should probably get more. <laughs> you need I more. think it's a ridiculous amount of paper to wrap gifts. I know, but they're but they're all very cute. But you are not alone. You are not alone in liking your wrapping paper. Are you ready for some statistics? Yes. This is from 2012 or 13. Okay. Actually, gift wrap has actually gone down. It's declined in the last six to eight years. Okay. So this is like the peak. This is the peak of the gift giving um, franchise. Should I bring it back in some way? How do I bring it back? We'll we'll talk about it later. All right. $2.6 billion industry. That's B, billion with a B. There is 85 million tons of paper products produced a year and about half of those go to packaging, wrapping, and decorative objects. Ooh. 
and 4 million tons of it is just wrapping paper alone. 4 million tons. So when you say it in those terms, that's a lot of trees going down. That's a lot of trees going down and creating waxy. Some of them are recyclable. Some of them are not. Yeah. But paper that goes usually to our landfills, right? Sure. 226,000 miles of wrapping paper are thrown away every holiday season. It is a little crazy because we spend all this money on wrapping paper just to have it destroyed and to fill our garbage cans and then go to the landfill. Like there's no practical use for paper. It's crazy. The wrapping paper. It's crazy. And so let's find out where it came from. Oh, where did it come you from? You ready? So mm-hmm. two, two little periods, the Endo period in Japan and the Third Kingdom period in Korea. Oh, okay. So this kind of happened, I don't know when the the Japanese one was. This is about the first century AD. Whoa. So, so 100 years after Christ... Japanese, it's called, let me see if I can get this, um, fur, furoshiki. Oh. Furo, furoshiki. Yep. The old furoshiki habits. That's that's definitely what that is. Yeah. It's a cloth. It's just a very nice decorative cloth that you wrap the present in and then they can reuse the cloth. Oh, see, that's smart. Same thing in the Korean, um, three kingdom period. Uh, it's just a, a unique paper covering gifts. And they've been doing it since. So theirs was paper, and then the one was fabric. Yeah. So the Korean and it, the Korean one was bo bojari, Ooh, bo, bogargi. Yeah. Bojari. That's what it is. Anyway. So anyway, um, they they started it, and that kind of started the whole craze in the east, and it started moving to the west. Mm-hmm. And by the time you got to the Victorian area, yeah. in like England, they were wrapping their gifts in fancy paper with lace and ribbons. Oh. And this was usually an upper class thing. Oh, so and so it really hasn't changed much from that Victorian area then or era. A, a little bit. So oh. it, it used to be just like either brown paper or like lace. Oh, okay. So it was it was a very fancy and expensive way to wrap a present. Right. But people like wrapped presents a lot more than like they like presents that are not wrapped. That's true. Yeah, you'll probably go into that one, won't you? Yeah. But in the early twentieth century, um all that lace and, and, and expensive stuff gave way to tissue paper. Oh, uh-huh. So they just wrapped gifts in tissue paper. It was cheap. It was easy to make. And that made it available to the masses. So all oh. of a sudden now, me, Joe Schmo, yep. can wrap a gift of used shoes and a loaf of cheese <laughs> in tissue saying? paper and give it as a gift instead of just like, hey, here's some old shoes I found and your government cheese. In, but suddenly in the you early, made it a early gift. In the early 1900s, I could Aww, make it a gift. That's nice. And so you say, okay, well, why didn't we just continue using tissue paper? Mm-hmm. Well, you'll know these two brothers. In 1917, two brothers from Missouri in Kansas City. Yeah. They said, well, let's start selling our tissue paper. They sold like cardstock and postcards. Okay. And they said, well, we'll sell tissue paper in holidays. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a big, busy season for holidays. Mm-hmm. Tissue paper sold out. Okay. They said, well, we can't just sit around not selling tissue paper. We got to find they something. innovative. So yeah. what they do, they got... French fancy paper, which is paper to like line envelopes. And it's kind of like glossy and waxy. Okay. And they sold the sheets for 10 cents each. I'm guessing in 1917, that was a lot of money. Yeah. No, I would assume that that's... Well, they sold out. Oh, no So they said, well, this was a very good... This little waxy paper? Very good year. So the next year they said, well, let's just sell the paper. Yeah. We've already got it. Let's just sell the paper. Sold out again. So they, being ingenious, said, Mm -hmm. let's just patent this and we'll create our own designs. Mm -hmm. And hence, wrapping paper was invented. You know who those brothers were? Who are they? Hallmark. No joke. Yep. And then they went on to make some of the greatest films of our generation. <laughs> they have their own channel. And all the holiday movies 
Well, and they well, they have one holiday movie that they just get new actors to reenact. I think. Yeah, over it's and over all and just a again. love holiday one. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't they boast that more that they were the inventors of gift wrap? They were the invent. What do you mean they boast of wrapping more? paper? I guess. Why don't they be like, yo, this is the place. Like, I think Hallmark people know. is the place. Who? Well, everybody, everybody who loves right Hallmark history. They know that the they've wrapping got paper? a museum. I think. I'm pretty sure. I feel like they should. How did my eyes lit up? I know. You would go to the like, Hallmark Hall of Fame or whatever. I would want to go to the wrapping paper museum, yeah. which I think would be, I don't think it could be a standalone museum just based on economics, but I feel like you could attach it to a Hallmark store or something and it could be okay. I bet you they do have it. We'll reach out to the president of Hallmark for all of you Hallmarkians. They'll, they'll definitely get back out. to me. So we're, we're running a little long on, on the history segments. So oh my gosh, quick, I'm, so I'm just going to go into, so that's it. And then wrapping paper took off, and now we have 226,800 miles of it every year. <laughs> so um, much. But Hallmark, Hallmark took a hit. The, what do you it, mean? They took a hit this year. Their stock went from $18 to $3.50. Why? Are the movies not taking off like they well, were? Well, I just think it was the, the COVID, and nobody's wrapping gifts anymore. Your gift comes in an Amazon box. So I poor Hallmark. If, well, and you know what? Like I know I'm going to get into this, but gift giving is down this year. Is it, is it down yeah. this year? So for many reasons. Told you. Just trying to get through this one. Yeah. But let's do the seven biggest, most famous gifts in history. Oh my gosh. Please tell me. Yes. Statue of Liberty. What? France gave it to America. Oh, France are so thoughtful. There's, that was 1884. Oh. Uh, roses forever. Base, baseball legend Joe DiMaggio. Yeah. Well, I almost I almost messed up Joe DiMaggio's name. <laughs> That's, that would be <laughs> I, I get me right there. Um, his love, Marilyn Monroe. Oh. He commissioned an L.A. Uh, florist to send her flowers to her grave for 20 years after her death. So every oh. year for 20 years, he sent flowers to her, her grave. Oh, that, see, that is love. That is what love. What are you going to do for me when I die? She was all over the place, though. I'm just saying. Like... All right. Uh, hey. The rose trellis egg. You know, eggs were like a big gift thing in Russia, right? In Russia? Like, yeah. the, the, the Like the Easter bunny. Yeah, like, like the Fabergé egg. Oh, yes. I don't get... I mean, it's encrusted with diamonds and gold and yeah, all sorts of fancy stuff. Yeah, they make an egg that has been... You can't wear it. You, like, put it on a, like, fancy hat. Do you, like, have, do you have an egg holder hat and you put it on? No. I don't no, understand. No, you set it on your table. Anyway, Tsar Nicholas cute. II gave his wife, Alexandra, one of the most famous ones. And it was it was the rose trellis egg. So when you, like, are in Easter, you'd be like, oh, hey, look, a mini rose trellis egg. And everybody'd be like, oh, you are so cultured. Yes. And you'd be like, yeah, I know. Uh, the Taj Mahal. Was given the uh, Taj Mahal. Yeah, Emperor Shah Jahan uh, dearly loved his wife, and heartbroken after she died, he built the Taj Mahal. Oh, see, she she died giving birth to their fourteenth child. Oh my God, that's where it, you pushed her too far, my friend. <laughs> yes, like... Shahey, you pushed her too far. <laughs> Fourteen children. Yep. Hano the white elephant is the next f- most famous one. Um, white elephants were super rare. I don't even know if they exist anymore. But in 1510, Hano. Uh, traveled from India to Rome, and he was presented to Pope Leo X from King Manuel I of Portugal. And they commissioned a painting of him, and it's a very famous painting. It's a of real a, elephant. It's a legitimate white elephant. Yeah, and his name's Hano. Is, okay, so we got to... And now, now he lives in Rome. And, now, <laughs> and he's just like him and his family, like cruising down the streets of Rome. He's just hanging out? And he's like, like he's, I, miss the, I miss the, the jungles of India. But he's like the butt of the biggest white, white elephant, elephant joke, joke. ever. Yep, yep, that's where it came from. 
white elephant gifts. So a white elephant is like the most cherished thing ever. I wonder if that's where they actually got it. Like, you really, you gave me an elephant in Rome? What am I supposed to do? Come on, bro. But the Pope loved this elephant. So it shouldn't be white elephant gift. Well, elephants are great. Yeah. The the Orlov diamond. (laughs) Um, What? Romanov's crown jewels. Whoa. So this is a rose cut diamond. It weighs nearly 200 carats. Uh, Count Grigory Orlov gave it to his lost love, Catherine, in the 18th century okay. in an attempt to win her back. Whoa. She said, because she was suited by another man. Oh. She said, no thanks, but thanks for the 200 carat diamond. Whoa, she kept she it. She freaking kept it and put it on a scepter. That is gutsy. On a scepter? On a scepter, yep. The last one, Hanging Gardens of Babylon. Okay. This was given by ancient historians think, because this is like one of the ancient wonders of the world. Yeah. About 2nd century B.C., Hundreds of roses, hundreds of feet high. And the story goes that Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar, yep. I am killing the, the There's lots the of names. words in this one. Nebuchadnezzar II okay. built this for his wife, Amidas, oh. and she missed the lush mountains of her homeland, so oh. he built it for her on the backs of all of his people. Oh my gosh, that's kind of... You will bring my wife a flowery forest in the desert, and you will die doing it. Yes, <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. So, seven greatest gifts of all time. Pretty close to my gifts Mm -hmm. of potholders last year. Did you give me... No, you didn't give me potholders. I'm pretty sure I gave you potholders. What did you give me? Oh, it doesn't matter. I don't think you gave me anything. They're always amazing. It is not. It's It's, so... My gifts have been... What is it going to be this year? Is it going to be a a rose garden in the desert? Is it going to be a two-carat diamond I can put on a scepter and hit you with it it was a 200 carat diamond 200 i'm so sorry 200. i can't afford a 0.2 carat diamond you're you're really pushing your pushing your bounds here so anyway there you go there's a history of gift wrap and some of the most famous presents that's awesome yeah all right so should we get into some science and find out how to be a good gift giver and what happens to your brain when you get and give gifts yes all right first things first i want to preface if someone says don't get you a gift get him a gift don't get him a gift don't get him a gift don't get him a gift i thought it was always like don't get me a gift i don't want anything i really want a really expensive gift yeah no so so maybe i mean i'm assuming there's people out there who say don't give me a gift and then they secretly want you to give them a gift right? right But but especially this year when people are, the economy is really bad. Um, people are spending a lot of time in their homes. So they're finding that people are noticing how much clutter they actually have. Right. They and don't want more stuff. They don't want more stuff. And That's my thing. I don't want more stuff. Don't give me any gifts. If, yeah. you're, if anybody out there is getting me a gift, I appreciate it. And I love you for it. I hate gifts. Yeah. Like I already got my stuff. I got way too much stuff already. And I don't like the fake smile I have to put on. Well, and especially this year in particular, people have just bought what they wanted. Like finding astrology. Not astrology. Astronomy. Astronomy. They're, 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 the both, they're both about the same. It's, it's about the really same no big, big difference. I mean, like people are getting into these different hobbies and they're buying their things. So there's not a lot of stuff for that people are like really yearning for, for at Christmas time. So it's important that we respect people's wishes because it actually is a violation of boundaries. And depending on the person, I don't know that you would fall in this bracket because you like live in dangerous situations, but, um, (laughs) but I mean, hold on for everybody out there. I don't (laughs) live in dangerous situations. Like the most dangerous thing I do is drive across the street to the grocery store and forget to put my seatbelt on. 
that's about the You forget the to put your seatbelt on. I, it's okay. the most basic thing I do ever. it on purpose because I'm going to get out of the car in 30 seconds. We live way too close to the grocery store. Okay, that seems and people ridiculous. Drive anyway, keep going. Anyway, so what happens if you get a gift when you specifically said not to that you didn't want any gifts? Okay. It actually lights up the part of your brain that alerts us to danger. What? Yeah. So if I say, don't give me a gift, yeah. someone gives me a gift, I think that that person is putting me in moral danger. It's a moral danger situation. Mor- moral they have, danger. They have violated okay. your boundaries. Oh my gosh. Yes. All right. So I'm just, I just want to put that out there to all the peeps. Don't buy gifts if don't people... Don't give gifts if people say, yeah. don't give me a gift. Because it will destroy your relationship. You'll become the enemy. Okay. Yep. Exactly. For, okay. So statistically speaking, females are the ones being the gift givers. They're about 84% of the gift giving. Yet only 61% of the get, gift getting, getting. Does that make sense? Huh? So um, this rings true with us too. So you give more gifts and yeah. I give less gifts and you get less gifts than you give. Yeah. And you get so you're more not, gifts. You're, you're not getting a one for one. I'm you, not getting you a one give for a, one. You give a gift, you give a gift, you give a gift, maybe get something back. And it's <laughs> usually hand-drawn or oh, pottery crafted, from which our babies. is... Such a phone it in kind of gift. <laughs> Kids can Jeez. do that. Kids can get their mommy's um, handmade things. Yeah, but that's pretty. That's probably what it is, right? Like women are giving, buying the gifts for their families, and then they're getting one gift. Well, and think about it. Like, when was the last time you actually bought something for your extended family? Oh, uh, me bought the gifts. You personally? I don't buy the gifts. Yeah, exactly. I do. Right. So, so I I would assume it's kind of in that same structure where I'm the one organizing everything. You do a lot of the kid purchasing, though. I do buy the kid gifts. Yeah, yep. but that's usually something really obscure, like shark bones or it's something. Really obscure. So it's, it's hard to find. Like I have to travel to foreign countries to pick it up, which has been really hard this year. It's been really hard. But anyway, this year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but um. Yeah. You're really going to like this next guy. He's an economist. Okay. His name is Joel Waldfugel. What is up with people's names today? I don't know. And I, I feel like the Waldfugel family okay. would really be sad. We're going to call right him now. Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> Joe not. Nebuchadnezzar. We're going to call him Joel. Joel, Joel. Nebuchadnezzar. Mm-hmm. Okay. What so do you say? So he asked the question, is the holiday season efficient? I gotta say no. Yeah, it is just certainly not. So he, they've been doing this ongoing study from 1993 to 2019, and roughly 10 to 33% of gift receivers would have been better off getting cash. Okay. So yeah. just give them cash because they're either going to throw away the present, they're going to re-gift it. Yeah. They just didn't want it. It's just a waste. Yeah. So they would have been better off with cash. Now, it, it does not take into account sentimental value. And it doesn't take into account little kids who don't understand the monetary gain of cash. So, like, sure. if if you gifted me euros, I'd have to go through a process of making it useful, right? Right. And so it's it's the equivalent to a kid. They're like, okay, now I have to go to the store and I have to get a present, like a pre, like a toy I want. It's a whole process, so it actually gets lost on them. Okay. So, but still, a pretty significant amount. Yeah, a, a huge amount, and um, so. What's really interesting is, so we think that we have to come up with this new gift every single time, and it has to be unique. And a lot of a lot of things that a lot of folks are actually doing uh, wish lists now, where they're like, "I want these things," and then they send it out to their whole family, and then everybody can check it off. And people say that it kind of takes away the magic of Christmas because you have a set list it's like of a things. wedding registry. It is like a wedding reg- registry, but what they found so gift givers. Right. believe that a gift that is not on the wish list is more cherished 
they are really wrong. Gift receivers really do want the stuff on their wish list, and it creates a more emotional bond if you're if you're respecting their wish list and going off of that. So it's the same thing. If they tell you what they want, just get them what they want. Don't get them what you think they want because they're going to hate it. Yes. All right. Yeah. Makes sense. So around the bracket of wrapping, because wrapping is a really interesting thing. And you have to do it because we. I'm. I think we get to three hundred thousand miles. Yeah, I think we can get to 300,000 miles of useless garbage. Yeah, there you go. So wrap it in. I think the fabric is a good idea. I would make napkins after it. See, after there you go. With Most it. people just throw away the fabric, but not you, homesteading lady. Do you think people would just throw away the fabric? Yeah, I do think people would just throw away the fabric. Oh, but fabric's like a thing. It's like a real thing. It's not paper. Just wrap it in cash. Then you solve the inefficiency problem because oh, you're also giving cash. You are really good. This, I'm just the, the holiday magician. Santa All right. Christmas. So what are we doing about, about wrapping? Okay, so first off, when you get a gift... Okay, and and depending on how it's wrapped and who you are as a person, like if I give you a glittery unicorn paper, that's not going to spark any um, oxytocin, dopamine, and serotonin because you're not going to care about it. Okay, so oxytocin. Let's go over this for people who haven't heard our show before. Yeah, oxytocin, the love hormone. Yeah, oxytocin is and is the bonding hormone. Okay. Okay. Uh, dopamine and serotonin function in a kind of a similar way. Kind of. Um, essentially, they make you feel a sense feel, of well-being. Feel good. So these are all yeah. three feel-good hormones. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you you receive the gift. I've handed the gift over to you, and I have made it a type of wrapping that you would enjoy, usually with sparkles. Things with spark. I mean, not just you, but like humankind. We Me like too, sparkly though. things. Everybody yeah, does. Usually like. Yeah. yeah. They say it's because uh, it reminds us of water. Oh. Yeah. So like it in our brain, it gets us a little happy that things sparkle. Okay. Right? I like it. Anyway, so uh, you get something, you get your gift, right? It's well wrapped. It's pretty, all of that kind of stuff. You open it. The process of actually opening it up. I don't know if you've seen this on YouTube. They do the the opening up of oh, yeah, surprise toys. Yeah. Where people just sit around and like open up. The little kid toys and eggs or stuff like that. Yeah, like the little yeah. Shopkins and such. Yeah, and they They're, have 20 million views. Yeah. yeah, it's because of that oxytocin, serotonin, and dopamine response that we get because we're living vicariously through this person. So we even get those dopamine responses and serotonin and, and if oxytocin we're watching, if we're watching someone open a yeah, gift. Yeah, not as much as okay. when we're getting a gift, um, but it's same kind of mechanism in there. Isn't makes that sense. wild? Yeah, that's crazy. So we get excited about it, and that's why people are watching it, okay. right? It makes yeah. us feel a little better. The world's a little happier. Whatever, I like it, yeah. Of right? Course. So anyway, you get a gift. You're opening it up. That's when these hormones start really shooting through you, right? Like, it's like, ah! And then you open it up, and my goodness, it is something you actually want. Oh, my Jackpot, gosh. Right? Yeah. And then you get that big bump okay. at the end of it. So what's interesting about wrapping them is, so first-tier relationships and close friendships, if I gave you a sloppily wrapped present... Um, it, it takes away the value of the present itself, but there's more leeway. Like if I wrap it in newspaper and whatever, and then I just kind of like haphazardly tape it together, you'd be like, oh, she tried her best. Like, but it wouldn't really reflect necessarily on our relationship. It it still degrades the present itself, but it doesn't degrade the relationship. Now on acquaintances though, if you did the same thing, the wrapping is is more, um, I want to say, indicative of the relationship. So it's a cue into the re- what your relationship really is. So it tells the person how much you care about them. Yes. So and that's why you have two dozen fancy wrapping papers in the closet. Exactly. Is because you don't want to be the person who say, hey, you're my neighbor. I don't really care about you. Here's a newspaper. Here's the newspaper. Okay. That makes sense. That's actually, I don't 
typically wrap neighbor gifts. Come on now. Are you, well, you have don't you even wrap neighbor gifts? I don't wrap neighbor gifts. I That's hope our neighbors aren't listening to this. <laughs> That's like the lowest level of <laughs> just like handing it a relationship. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So yes. It's important that if, especially if you're trying to put a, create a foundation of a relationship that you wrap the present. So if you do give neighbor gifts or friend gifts or work acquaintance gifts, it is important to, to put some extra time into the wrapping of it. Yes. Because they, that's where they feel the appreciation. Yeah. There's, there was thought into the wrapping. You could have a coffee mug that says world's greatest boss or, yeah. you know, besties forever or whatever. And like, oh, right. it's a mug. But if you wrap it really nice, you go, you know what? That person really cared. They really thought about it. Right. It's a treasure. You have wrapped it as if it's a treasure. I'm so giving it to you as a treasure. focus more on the wrapping than the actual gift. Yes. Well, no. I don't yeah. know that that's... Yeah, you do. No, that's not what it is. Yeah, you do. Um, the University of Minnesota found that gift givers really don't want to give money. Coming back to money. Um, gift receivers want money. Um, but we, as givers, we feel like it's lazy. We feel like we're being Scrooge-like. Is it enough? That's one of those. I've gotten into that. The gift yep. card. So I was like, oh, is that enough money? To the 20 turns into 50, turns into 100. And you go, wow, I would oh. never have bought a $100 gift exactly. for this person. Yeah. So really, they say the best way to go about that is giving them whatever the monetary amount would have been for whatever you would have given them. Okay. Yeah. So unless it's like, I don't know. See, that's the thing is like $5 candy bar thing, like that little nice chocolate. I'm not going to give them a gift card for five bucks. That's yeah. the, that's the dilemma. That's Feeling the dilemma. Lazy, right this, there. This is the dilemma since the beginning of time. Um, that's the why best... France gave us a statue of Liberty. They were like, well, should we just give them a little statue? They're like, no, nah, I mean, it's gotta be kind of big. Let's go really big. Next thing you know, hundreds of feet. Exactly. And then yeah. they put it on an Island. Oh my gosh. It's just a whole thing. Okay, so really the best gifts that you can give another person dazzles the senses. Dazzles the all, so all five senses. All five senses. So all five senses. If you can. I was going to so, say you can't do all five senses. You, so it has to be visually appealing. Check. You have to be able to, to smell. It smells good. Check. That's where lotion comes in, okay. by the way. Um, the uh, touching it, it's like soft or it's like cozy, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, the... What am I missing? Taste, oh. and, taste and hearing? <laughs> yeah. So if you have like has a gift taste, box. It has to taste good. You got to lick it. Okay. Okay. And it's, Maybe got, a just sound, like a, and it's got a sound good. It, has, it can't sound like crinkly or like screechy or those kind of things. So lotion. You're just saying you should give everybody I lotion. Give because, everybody lotion. Because it has all five of those. But you don't eat lotion. It tastes amazing if it's coconut. <laughs> and the sound of it squirting out of the bottle is very pleasing to some people. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. All right. So five senses. We want to try to hit as many five senses as we can because right. that's going to get the most um, hormone happy dump. Okay. If that makes sense. It does. And then last, but certainly not least, you should not go past three to five gifts in total for anyone. So you're giving three to five gifts to like your neighbor friends? No, but they're, when people get closer oh, to like that even three family. to five, yeah. Okay, okay. Getting three to five gifts, that seems to be kind of the good mark for appreciation, for warm feelings, for all of that. Past that. It's a sweet spot. Okay. Yeah, it's a sweet spot. Past that, people really don't get any more happy hormones. Oh. It's not really all that exciting. Do you get the same thing with like the kid toys where you actually get a decrease in the hormones after you get to a certain point? Yes. They haven't really quite researched how many gifts because people go crazy. Right. And so um, I, I would love to see that study. I couldn't find it. If there is one, please send it to me. Um, but they have researched so that three to five is really a good good amount. And then it, it just doesn't have an effect after that. Then so there's no, re- there's no reason to do more except you're just wasting money. 
yeah. and you're de- and you're cluttering your home. And people are yeah, and people kind of get this disassociated mindless version of opening gifts past mm-hmm. this point because it's not a cherished thing. And so gotcha. if you it, here's the the kind of the what would it be hiccup. the hit the hit well not the hiccup but like if you want your gift to get that hormone response make sure to give it to them early so it's within that three to five oh so if everybody's sitting around you got like your big family and friends sitting around and you're all giving gifts and they yep. got a pile of 20 gifts yeah you say open mine first open that one first open yep. mine first yep. and you you make sure you're the first one on everybody yeah just point open mine first everybody open mine first yep i'm out Yep. Have a good holiday. <laughs> Happy holidays. Well, no, but really, they'll remember your gift because okay. past three to five, they're not opening and Ooh, remembering. That's a good trick. Isn't that wild? That's a great trick. I like that one. Yeah. So I'm, if I take nothing else away from this show, yeah. I'm going to take away open my gift first. Open my gift and first. And that makes me the better gift giver. Just, <laughs> Just automatically by default. Yep. Perfect. All right. So that's the science. That's mm-hmm. what happens to our brain. When we give and we get gifts. Yes. So let's do a real quick coffee segment. We know we're going long today. We'll go yep. do a quick coffee segment. It's the and, holidays. Oh, it's the holidays. we got extra time, right? <laughs> and then we'll do action plan and kind of implement all these these ideas into a habit to make us supreme gift giver. I drank pots and pots and pots and pots of strong black coffee trying to keep my sleepy soul awake. But the sleepiness still comes along And when it does, it's fast and strong I end up with a bad case of the shakes Sticking with the theme of gift giving and coffee segment Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about some of the best gifts To give your coffee-loving friend or family (gasps) member That they probably don't already have Oh my gosh There's 31, we're not going to go through 31 We're just going to go through a couple of my favorites I like it Are you ready? The first one a milk frother. How many people do you know that actually have a good milk frother? You do. Well, I, of course I do. You have like but three. I have all the things on this list because I okay. give myself the best gifts. And that's why I'm a good gift giver. And no one I know, can get I know you a exactly gift. what I want and I get it for myself. Yeah. I follow your rules is all I'm doing yeah. every day of my life. Yeah, that's true. Uh, this came from Business Insider. Okay. It's a great little online article subscription thing. If you're a Business Insider type of person, this is how it. I know all my stock numbers. Oh, Oh, the PE ratio of that business. I don't know what that means. Business. All right. Uh, next one, an old school hand grinder. Oh. So a lot of people have their little coffee grinder. Right. But how many people have an old school one? Because when you really want your coffee slow, tedious, and hard to, to grind, yeah. hand grinder. Yeah, we but... tried it camping and we're like, we're going to stay in hotels from now on because the hand grinding was the worst <laughs> part of camping. It's not too bad. So and you... plus, if you're doing a mindful practice with it i think that's great. you're a better person than me if you can get through the hand grinder <laughs> um an arrow press oh who, yes who there is arrow pressing i want to know because i'm still arrow pressing you are still arrow but pressing. i don't know if uh, once in a while to be honest we leave french press most of the time yes but you got an arrow press there's but i don't also... know how to do the arrow press yep it's very scientific and you got to follow the rules and there's even a competition so i would what? get i get to it uh, the next one a vietnamese pour over latte kit oh. have you ever had a vietnamese pour over latte no. I have not either, but if someone got me this as a gift, I would say, this is amazing. This yeah. is probably one of the best gifts I've ever gotten. And it's only fourteen ninety nine on Amazon. That's amazing. So anyway, look you that one up. You love frugal things. Yep. A stainless steel mug. We're talking Yeti. We're talking Ozark. We're talking Arctic. They're the best mugs in the world. <laughs> you know what's they funny have is a that handle. you know all of them. They have a handle. And this wasn't even on the article. Oh, yeah. They have a handle. <laughs> 
on the metal mug already, kind of like your old camping mugs. Yes. You know, when you used to go camping, you do your little percolating coffee or whatever, and it would, by the time it got to your mouth, because it's a single wall tin cup, yeah. it would be cold. Yes. You'd be like, oh, yeah. this is awesome. Thank you for the coffee. And let's go stay in a hotel. I really, <laughs> as you can tell, I don't really don't like camping. Um, the new ones are double walled with the, with the insulated lid. They keep your coffee hot for hours i know you they are amazing and they've got a coffee mug handle they don't fit in your cup holders no they do not so you're going to either put them on your seat your your passenger seat and they're they're going to spill over Mm -hmm. uh, when you make a a fast turn because you're probably driving (laughs) probably race race in your race car car. driving yeah but when you're drinking your coffee in your race car they're not the best but for anything else they're amazing um (laughs) you have a love affair with your coffee i know and the last one you ready coffee ground sifter what so let's say you're using a regular Mr. Coffee coffee grinder. Yes. Right? Well, you've got all these different size coffee grounds. Yes. Well, that's not going to work. Am mm-hmm. I just going to pulverize it more? And now I've got a really fine powder and then kind of like some chunks? No, because you want the most consistent grind you can. That's why people use like burr grinders and things like that, right? Uh, okay. Well, you can just get a coffee ground sifter. And what it does is essentially sifts out the bigger chunks. You can put those back in your grinder uh-huh. and leave out your perfectly sized ones. Boom. Next thing you know, you've got a $250-esque ceramic burr grinder coffee machine, coffee grinder uh-huh. in a little 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 cup. That's that's no big deal. It's like a little, little tray. How do you not have your own coffee room at this point? You have so many doodads that go into your coffee. We live in like 16 square feet. I, know, I don't but... understand how I would fit a coffee room in here, but I, I like that you just gave me permission. <laughs> so all of you here today no. found out or heard, and you're going to back me up. Yeah. Jesse just gave me permission to make a coffee room. That's it. That's all I got for coffee segment. Oh my gosh. You need your own section for all your doodads yeah, yeah. this is ridiculous yeah. so anyway so let's get back into gift giving and let's <laughs> talk about how to become a good give, gift giver and getter or just giver uh giver really just a giver yeah well getter is just like be s- nice smile and be nice and yeah. then you're done it's all social etiquette all right social i'm not going to tell you how to do but how, how to be a really good gift giver and make everybody hate you let's hope you make the most of it my boy all right so are you ready to be the best gift giver of I'm, all time. I'm ready. Okay, there's only like 62 principles you need to follow, so we're cool. I'm going to go through. 62 principles. Here we go. No, okay. not 62, but close. Okay, first off, always be looking for the great gift. Always always on the lookout for the great gift. Yes. Keep those eyes open and say, that means you got to think of everybody else every time you're out and about. Yeah, it's kind of hard. This is a year-round kind of situation where you're paying attention to what they like, what they don't like, what's available, what's not available. But we're talking about pro gift giving, so yeah. So you are you truly are thinking of this all year round, okay? Right. Um, make sure you have good wrapping and presentation. So go get your nice wrapping paper. Yeah. Don't don't get the cheap stuff. No, get your rips. nice bows, your good ribbon. Yes. Learn how to make your ribbon curls. Ribbon curls. Yep. Okay. Fabric. I'm doing. Ooh. I'm gonna do fabric this year. You could do fabric. You yeah. could do do some fancy stuff you find on Pinterest. Yes, lots of glitter, right. that glitter. kind of stuff. Right. Presentation good. is key here. Um, the the best gift givers, statistically speaking, are the ones who do more sentimental stuff than practical stuff. So don't get them socks. Yeah. Get them something that they've always wanted but never bought, or something that sparks some childhood memories or whatever that is right which means sentimental gifts yeah that means that you need to know that person first off it's even better if you have memories specific with them because then you can get a gift based on an inside joke 
that oh, kind of thing. Oh, the so old inside joke gift where everybody else is like, what are they talking about right now? And they're really like, ha, 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 ha. And you're like, oh. This is why we drink on the involved. holidays. Yes, I- <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. So, so give, yeah. give us a so lots gift. of sentimental. Yep. Okay. Um, give an experience. This is the oh. best gift that you can possibly give. So it statistically speaking, people like money. Right. right. And then sentimental type gifts. Okay. And they also like experiences. So go skydiving with them. I always go into skydiving. I've never gone skydiving. It seems scary. I'm, I think that's on your wish list and no one's just ever gotten it for you. Oh, that's what that's it is. That's probably what it is. Yeah. So but, but okay. So, but so go do an activity cash, with them. Cash, sentimental, and then activity. And yeah. And probably you're going to pass on cash because it's not very sentimental. Yeah, exactly. Okay. They They, yeah, it takes away. It's a very practical gift. Right. But not sentimental. Um Notice what the recipient or what your recipient gives other people. So oh. what they found is that people give the gifts that they actually want. Right. They don't give you, they don't give gifts that they think the, or the person actually wants that they're giving it yeah. to. They, they give, give it, gifts that they like. Yeah. So like, if you're, you're given wine or socks, you really want wine and socks. Right. Right. So pay attention to what they're giving other people because more than likely that's what they're wanting. Unless it's a, a very weird specific gift. Don't. For that person. If, yeah. If they're a good gift giver. Be careful, because they be probably ca- won't. Yeah, exactly. If they're an average gift giver, be like, all right, that's what they want. They want chocolate. Just re-gift it. Yep. That's why re-gifting is so perfect. It's so you're saying you're giving you're giving permission no. to re-gift. I am not. How did you get that out of the words I said? Because I just give you the gift that I want, and you just give it right back. <laughs> that's it's perfect. smart. Okay. All right. All right. I see the logic in that. Um, solve a problem or something that they specifically needed. So if they can't figure, like I, I go to you to, to solve all my problems. I don't I don't solve my own problems. Okay. Um, so you would just pay attention to those things that I tend to have issue with, is essentially the computer, and then you make it easier for me. So like if you're really, it's really hard for you to really figure out your cell phone, I get you one of the old folks' cell phones with the big, the big numbers on it. If that's something I would like. If, oh, because it's also got to be sentimental. Yeah. Okay. Well, right. try to be sentimental, but you can like try to solve a problem with it. So okay. if I'm trying to do like a digital minimalism thing. Right. Okay. And I hate my cell phone because I, I don't understand how the things work on it. Maybe I get you the light phone. Exactly. Which doesn't have the internet and email on it. Okay. That makes exactly. sense. Does, that, right. does that make sense? Makes sense. And then last, but certainly not least, I want you to think of every single gift that you give someone is a token of your relationship. Okay. Token, so, so like a, it's it's a it's essentially embodies the relationship in the gift. Yes. This is how much I care about you. Fifteen dollar Amazon gift card. <laughs> right? Is that what you're saying? Kind of. Yes. Kind of. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's a token of your relationship. It is how you regard the other person. Okay. So I want you to actually think about the gift that you're giving. If if you are not thinking about the gift that you're giving that other person, maybe you shouldn't give them a gift at all. Okay. Yeah, so we your gifts should be well thought out, especially this year when people have a limited budget, right. they have limited room, we're in a weird Limited turmoil. social contacts, yeah. you're not even with them anyway. Yeah, okay. we don't have to get little, little piddly gifts for everyone that we've ever met in our entire life. We can just really think about the gifts that we're giving and then make it make it a treasure. Give it to them in such a way where it's like, I have thought about this. This is for you. It, it, it's really common sense, to be honest with you. Get, get them something that they actually want and lets them know that you're thinking about them. Yes. And that they're important in your life. Right. It's not rocket science. Like none of these, so none of these successful habits are rocket science, but they're really hard. Because well, it's so much easier just to give a gift card. Well, the thing is, is that like, this is the time of year when, like I was at Target yesterday and it was, I was like, 
completely overwhelmed because it's like, well, should I get a gift for this person? Should I get a gift for this person? And you start to get overwhelmed and consuming. And really, we just want to narrow it down to the people that we directly interact with, that we directly care about. And then from there, just let things go. I think people would feel better about that in general if you just kind of like yeah i don't need to get you a gift you don't have to get me a gift and dollar amount doesn't matter right it does not matter So if you follow those rules you can actually get off without spending a bunch of money on the holidays yeah it's more about the thoughtfulness of the gift less about the money amount okay so there you go so there there is your history your science and your action plan for being the best gift giver amazing so take what we said go out there find me and jesse the best gifts ever we'll send you our wish list (laughs) don't send us gifts i'm just kidding you guys are great the gift is just spending the morning with you although send me a holiday card Send her a holiday card, preferably from Hallmark, so our Hallmark stock can go back up. (laughs) So anyway, guys, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Happy holidays, guys. Happy holidays. Go out there and... Build a better you. Thanks.